Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening this week. This is a place where I talk about health and hormones and female health and biohacking and all sorts of things like that. So thank you for tuning in. If you have caught any of my episodes in the last month, you know that I have been facing health struggles myself, and in particular, really dealing with a cyst on my right ovary. And I've done a couple episodes on it. I don't want to go into like full details of it, but I will say that I am finally feeling better. It's actually surprising how good I feel. I don't think I've had any pain since about nine days ago, eight, nine days ago. And before that, when I was having ovarian pain, it was, it lasted about three weeks. So it it was pretty significant. Like it was like a dull ache and the pain would maybe hover around like a four or five on a scale of one to 10. And now if I do get any pain or if I get any sensation, it's more of like a one as in like, I can just feel like I have more nerve endings there almost. Like I can just feel my ovary when like typically you don't, <laughs> you, you can't really just like feel where your ovaries are on a daily basis. And so it's remarkable how much better I feel. And even mentally, I feel a thousand times better. I have way more energy. I feel like my hormones are balanced. I feel like my brain is actually working properly and I feel very clear headed and focused and just happier. When I was dealing with this hemorrhagic cyst, and for those who don't know, like that means that inside the cyst, there's blood. When it burst, obviously, like I said, like there was a lot of physical pain, but what was really difficult was actually the mental and emotional component to it. I did not feel like myself at all. I felt very emotional, very sensitive, and not even emotional, like crying, that type of thing. Cause like, yeah, that definitely happened, but also just angry and overwhelmed and just a wide range of emotions. And I was very irritable and very hot headed and no energy as well. Like I took time off work, which I, you know, don't usually do. And I spent some of my weekend days not doing anything, which I also don't normally do. And yeah, it was really tough. Like it was really tough to feel like that. Like I felt depressed and I am not somebody who gets depressed. If anything, I swing the other way and I get anxious, but I very rarely feel depressed. And yeah, I, it was pretty bad. Like it was, I don't think it's the worst it's ever been in terms of how low I've ever felt in my life. Like I've been through difficult things in the past, which took much longer to get over and heal and work through. Whereas this was like a very clear cause and effect of, I had this cyst, it burst, my body was inflamed, everything was off balance and it was causing my hormones and emotions to be off balance as well, which caused me to feel sad and depressed and have low energy. And so I think if you're going through this or you have been through this in the past, like you can definitely relate. And I want you to know that it gets better. The good thing about, and I know it's not always a good thing, but 
The good thing about assist when it bursts, it means that it is then growing typically, and that it means that it is actually going to be dissolved in your body and your body kind of, I don't want to say like eats it, but it basically just gets rid of it. And so that means like there's an end in sight for you. So I just encourage you, if you're listening to this and you are dealing with that right now, which I know a lot of you are, a lot of you have PCOS and things like that as well, which is a different type of cyst on the ovary, but it does get better. And I know, cause I literally just went through it. <laughs> um, and so I can laugh about it kind of now, and I'm really hoping to ovulate soon and keep my regular cycle, which is really important to me right now. And so I will keep you updated on that when that happens, because it's obviously important. And I track my cycle. So I know when I ovulate, I know when my period's coming. I use the Natural Cycles app, which you take your temperature every morning and you put it in and it tracks your temperature fluctuations and helps predict when you're going to ovulate and when your period comes. And I've been using this, I think since 2018, I want to say, and it's been very effective, really, really effective. So one of my favorites, definitely, definitely check it out. If you are looking to track your menstrual cycle in a natural way, Whether you are planning for pregnancy or preventing pregnancy, there's two different modes you can have the app on, but people use it for both. So today we kind of along the lines of this, we're going to just dive into some hormone balancing secrets or things that I've done that have really helped me and help a lot of women out there. I kind of just wanted to explore a few things that were above and beyond what your doctor might tell you. So you know, there's obviously a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of people who talk about like eating correctly and eating a balanced meal and a balanced diet and exercising and getting enough sleep and stress management. And those are like very, very pivotal. I think those are like low hanging fruit. You have to really nail all of those before you can do some of the other things that we're talking about today. But I didn't necessarily want to dive into all of that because I feel like so many of you understand that already. Like you understand the importance of like high protein and high fat in your diet and moving your body every day and having a proper sleep routine. And so I I think we can kind of venture past that. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So before we dive in, a quick shout out to the sponsors of this week, AG1 Athletic Greens. I take this daily. It's one of the things that I love to use to really actually help me get my water intake in, I drink about a gallon of water a day. And so it's important to, it's helpful to actually have something like AG1 powder, which tastes so good, has so many vitamins and minerals in it, and just helps me really get to that threshold of a gallon that I try to hit. The good thing about AG1 is that if you are somebody who doesn't like supplements and you were to only take one thing, AG1 is probably the one for you because it's so full spectrum. It covers everything. It has, like I said, vitamins, minerals, enzymes, all sorts of things in it that it's really like a great go-to source for you. I was just on a call last week with somebody actually, and he said he's a supplement formulator. And he said he doesn't take anything except for AG1 because he actually doesn't need anything else in his life right now. So if that's you, AG1 is the one 
that I would recommend. Use my discount code BIOHACKINGBRITTANY in all capitals. I don't even think I need to say all capitals. I think people know that discount codes are in all capitals at, the, <laughs> at this point. So Biohacking Brittany, it will be linked in the show notes and it's also on my website. And a shout out to Inside Tracker. Like I said in a previous episode, I got my Inside Tracker test done last week on, I think it was Thursday. So It'll be really interesting to see what my results are. Inside Tracker is a blood test that looks at about 44 different biomarkers. And they actually just have new biomarkers added for women's health. So they look at progesterone, TSH, which is one of your thyroid, thyroid stimulating hormones, and also looks at estrogen. So I did that last week and I'm really, really interested to see what it says because by the time it was Thursday last week, like I was feeling better, but definitely not a hundred percent myself. And I think it's going to be reflected in those biomarkers. And so that's why it's important to get tested is like, even if you're going through something, you're healing through something, just having that data is really, really useful. Like my prediction is that it's going to come back and say my inflammation was higher than normal. Potentially, maybe some minerals were off. I think my hormones are probably going to be off, maybe low, but I will share that when my results come in. Okay, let's dive into this episode. So first and foremost, we need to talk about acupuncture. I think acupuncture is underrated. And I know that I used to view it as something that was underrated before I started going weekly last fall. Acupuncture is so helpful for balancing hormones. Acupuncture is a traditional Chinese medicine technique that involves inserting thin needles into specific points on the body to stimulate energy flow. It has been shown to have a positive effect on hormone balance, particularly in women with menstrual irregularities and infertility. Research has shown that acupuncture can help reduce stress and anxiety levels, which can disrupt hormone balance. In a study published in the Journal of Acupuncture and Meridian Studies, researchers found that acupuncture treatment significantly reduced stress levels in women with infertility compared to a controlled group. Acupuncture has also been shown to improve ovarian function and regulate the menstrual cycle. A review of several studies published in the Journal of Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicine found that acupuncture treatments significantly improved menstrual regularity and reduced hormonal imbalances in women with PCOS. So I love this. I think that as somebody who has PCOS and has obviously just went through a cyst and has had longer menstrual cycles, this is one of my favorite tools that I call on. Right now, because I'm having a flare-up and I'm kind of not optimal, let's say, I'm going weekly. And after a few months when I was going weekly in the winter, I tapered off to like once or twice a month when I didn't need it as much. So I think that's the good thing about acupuncture and that's kind of like how it should be with honestly most of your healthcare practitioners is you see them often when you're going through the struggles that you're dealing with. And once you start to feel better, you don't rely on them as much and you don't need them as much. So any type of 
healthcare practitioner, whether it is a nutritionist or a functional medicine doctor or an acupuncturist or a you know massage therapist, whatever it is, the goal isn't for you to be a client for, with them for the rest of your life. The goal is for you to get better and then move on. And any t- <laughs> and I had to learn this. Any type of practitioner who says otherwise is wrong. So make sure you know that. I would suggest if you're looking for acupuncture close to you, I would try to find a clinic that specializes in women's health and fertility. Even if you're not trying to get pregnant or anything like that, you can still go to these places and they just have a special focus on women's health and hormones and the menstrual cycle that other places might not. So the way that I found the women that I go to see is I actually was looking up castor oil packs and the benefits and like how to do it. And they actually published a blog post on it. And that's how I found the clinic. And that's how I started going there. And I knew because if this is a place that publishes and talks about castor oil packs for fertility and for female health on their blog, then that is a place that I want to go to. So I really recommend them. The place that I go to, if you are in Vancouver, and like I don't know how many people listening are actually in Vancouver in Canada, but I go to a place called Unplug Wellness. It's downtown Vancouver. And I see a woman called Dr. Agni. She's fantastic. She is a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, and she's also a acupuncturist. And so definitely check her out if you're looking for someone and you are in my area. Eliminate guesswork from your wellness plan with Inside Tracker. Created by experts from Harvard and MIT, Inside Tracker uses the power of your body's biomarker data to reveal what you need to live longer. You'll receive specific nutrition, exercise, supplement, and lifestyle recommendations, providing insight that goes well beyond what you can get from generic blood work. And since May is Women's Health Month, Inside Tracker is unveiling an upgraded ultimate plan that includes three new hormone markers that are critical to measure during a woman's reproductive and menopausal years. And because it is Women's Health Month, Inside Tracker is not charging for these three new hormone markers. Only for May, though. For a limited time, biohacking with Brittany listeners can get 20% off Inside Tracker's new ultimate plan, which includes the estradiol, progesterone, and TSH biomarkers, which are the new ones that have been added. With Inside Tracker, discovering what your body needs is no longer a guessing game. Visit insidetracker.com slash biohackingbritney to get 20% off. That's insidetracker.com slash biohackingbritney to get 20% off today. Okay, the second way to balance your hormones that a lot of people don't talk about is probiotics. And this one is kind of surprising because you think, oh, probiotics are good for healthy bacteria. What does that have to do with hormones? So we're going to kind of unpack that. Probiotics are beneficial bacteria that live in our gut and can help improve digestion and nutrient absorption. They can also help balance hormones by improving liver function and reducing inflammation. Research has shown that the gut microbiome can influence hormone production and regulation. A study published in the Journal of Women's Health found that women who consumed probiotics had lower levels of estrogen and higher levels of progesterone compared to those who do not consume probiotics. 
Probiotics can also help regulate estrogen levels by improving liver function. The liver plays an important role in metabolizing and eliminating excess estrogen from the body. A study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism found that women who took probiotics had improved liver function and reduced estrogen levels compared to a control group. So you can see here that the way that probiotics support hormones is in a couple different ways. The first one is the liver, like I talked about, and really just helping to metabolize and get rid of any excess estrogen, which a lot of women face. A lot of women face estrogen dominance. And that can be another episode where I talk about the symptoms of that. But that is such a common thing that we see today. And there's many reasons for that. Like there's a ton of phytoestrogens in our food, pesticides, GMOs as well also contribute to that. And then also the chemicals in a lot of the products that we use. So uh, xenoestrogens in plastic, in skincare, in makeup, all sorts of things. Like these are the types of things that really, really disrupt our estrogen and hormonal balance. And then it also improves it by reducing inflammation. So I think this is kind of overlooked. I think inflammation is a driving factor for a lot of hormonal imbalances. And when we are looking at hormonal imbalances, we really do need to factor in the gut and factor in inflammation. And we can't just address what we might see on a blood test without going to the root cause and really looking further at it. The probiotic that I use is from Bioptimizers. It is the only one that I use, and I think it has prebiotics in it as well, and it is fantastic. I actually spoke to the founder, and he has a newborn baby, and he has actually started giving his probiotic to his baby because it's just so great and has so many different strains in it and is very potent and is great to really build up that microflora. My husband also uses this one. Again, I think it's really important for supporting his hormones and his testosterone levels. And as a preconception stack of supplements that I'm currently taking right now, probiotics is part of that for me and my husband. And I think that is important. So I personally love the Bioptimizers one. You can use my discount, Biohacking Brittany, if you want. This is the one, I think I've been using it for like, I don't even know, a year and a half maybe. It's the best, the best, the best. Okay, next, cold showers. Oh my gosh. So cold showers or cold water immersion therapy involves exposing the body to cold water for a short period of time. It can help balance hormones by increasing circulation and reducing inflammation. Cold showers have been shown to stimulate the release of endorphins, which can help regulate hormone production and improve mood. In a study published in the Journal of Medical Hypotheses, (laughs) researchers found that cold water immersion therapy can help increase endorphin levels and improve symptoms of depression. Cold water immersion therapy can help reduce inflammation, which can disrupt hormone balance. In a study published in the European Journal of Applied Physiology, researchers found that cold water immersion therapy can, again, help reduce inflammation markers in the body. I think this is so overlooked. I know there's so many biohackers who are super into cold water, ice dunks, cold showers, ice baths, cold swims, all types of different, you know, 
cold water situations. And I really, really do see this now. I got a ice barrel and it's on my patio. So this is like, think of like a barrel, like a barrel of wine. It's basically like that, but bigger. It's made out of plastic and you can fill it with ice or you can fill it with cold water. So we fill it with cold water from our hose. And right now I'm doing cold water dunks in there every single day. And I'm doing this for 90 days. I started on May 1st. And so I'm 10 days in. And let me tell you, it is freaking cold. <laughs> like It is so cold. But I really, really like the ice barrel. So if you're looking for something that's like, I just want to be in the cold right away and get up right, right away, I would suggest it. I prefer it over a cold shower. I also think it is more affordable than some of the other bathtubs that you get that have like filters in them or like circulate the water and like they're really nice, but this is just simply a barrel that you fill with water. I think it's fantastic and it's a simple solution for a lot of people who are looking for easy cold water therapy. I also have a discount with them, Biohacking Brittany, but just check them out in general. I think they're great. And even if you have an apartment and you have like a small patio, this can fit on there, which is why I love it for a lot of people. I I just think it's more accessible. I will say that if you are close to a ocean or lake or river or anything like that, I would suggest using that as cold therapy. I think natural cold therapy is better than hose water. city water, obviously, I think there's more benefits. I think you get the negative ions. I think you get the healthy bacteria. You're out in nature. You get the fresh air. I think it's much better for you, but this is a good alternative. And I I also think whatever works for you that you can stick to daily is important. So check it out, try it. And yeah, I just think it can help increase circulation reduce inflammation and really help balance hormones. And like I said, like earlier, if you're somebody who, you know, maybe you are prone to depression, I would really, really, really consider cold therapy then. Because I just don't think you can be sad while you do cold therapy. Like I just, I really don't like it can be so, so helpful. So definitely, definitely give that a go. My next partner I want to talk about is Athletic Greens. So I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every single day. And I first gave AG1 a try when I was traveling to Costa Rica. I really wanted something to support my gut health, boost my energy, keep my immune system in check, and really just support me while I was traveling and not home. I quickly fell in love with it. And now that I'm back in Canada, I still take it every single day. And I take it in the morning before I have any type of coffee. Typically, it's like the first thing I have in the morning. And it makes me feel just fantastic. I feel like I'm starting my day off on the right foot. I feel like I'm covering all of my nutrition needs right from the get-go, which is super important and such a healthier way to start than just having coffee on an empty stomach right away. So I just, I'm just obsessed with taking it. And if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free, wow, one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
So those are the same travel packs that I took when I was flying. Go to athleticgreens.com slash biohacking with Brittany. That's athleticgreens.com slash biohacking with Brittany to check it out today. It's also linked in my show notes and on my website everywhere. Okay. The next one is a supplement or herb, I guess, called chaste berry. Now, I, I think a lot of women actually know about this, but chaste berry is also known as Vitex. And it is a natural herb that has been shown to help balance hormones, particularly estrogen and progesterone. It can be taken in supplement form and is commonly used to treat PMS and other menstrual disorders. Chaseberry works by stimulating the pituitary gland to produce luteinizing hormone, which helps regulate estrogen and progesterone levels. A study published in the Journal of Women's Health and Gender-Based Medicine found that women who took chaseberry had improved PMS symptoms, including breast tenderness, bloating, and mood swings. Chaseberry has also been shown to improve fertility in women with hormonal imbalances. A study published in the Journal of Reproductive Medicine found that women who took chaseberry had improved fertility and ovulation rates compared to a controlled group. So I have known about chaseberry for a very long time. I've taken it on and off. I've taken it in many different forms like tincture, supplements, even maybe a powder. And I think it can be very helpful for people. I will say that the caveat with chased berry is that you do have to take it for about three months to really see any type of improvement. For me, it kind of helped, but some of these other things really moved the needle for me. But I wanted to include it because so many women really do love it. I personally don't have a specific brand that I recommend or supplement that I recommend of it, but there's a ton online and I would suggest really looking for a organic version if you can, especially because it's a herb. And so we really want to be avoiding pesticides and that type of thing in the tincture. Okay. The next is massage. Who doesn't love a good massage? Honestly, regular massage can help balance hormones by reducing stress, improving circulation, and promoting relaxation. It can also stimulate the release of endorphins and improved mood. Massage has been shown to reduce stress levels and improve mood. A study published in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine found that massage therapy significantly reduced stress and anxiety levels in women with breast cancer. Massage can help improve circulation, which can support hormonal balance. A study published in the Journal of Manipulative and Physiological Therapeutics found that massage therapy can increase blood flow and improve vascular function. Massage has also been shown to improve hormonal balance in women with PMS. A study in the International Journal of Neuroscience found that women who receive massage therapy have reduced PMS symptoms, including headaches, anxiety, and depression. I love this. I think, I don't think massage is as underrated as acupuncture is, but I really, really encourage you to look into this if you can. Again, I think there's something to be said. I think there's something to be said about the actual impact of massage, as in like it's improving circulation and it's getting rid of like tense muscles and it's helping with joints and like the physical side of it. I think there's a lot to be said about in terms of it helping to balance your hormones through the improved energetic state and the improved circulation and blood flow. However, I also think there's something to be said about 
the act of actually going to get a massage. It seems to be this, there's something so relaxing and stress relieving about it that the self-care practice of it is just so impactful, even without the physiological benefits. Like when I think about, oh, I have a massage booked for later today. I'm like already happy. I feel like I'm already producing happy chemicals in my brain. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I am already feeling more relaxed and excited and like ready to go and just in a much better mental state than, and then if I didn't. And so I think it's important for women specifically to take time to do these self-care practices and take time away from work, school, families, kids, spouses, whatever, and really spend that hour with you and a practitioner by yourself. The other thing with massage that's fantastic and is actually kind of similar with acupuncture is you are not on your phone during this time. Like you are not working. You are not really talking to anybody. Maybe you're your therapist a little bit, but it's kind of like an escape. And that's why I also love it because you're face down, someone's massaging you. You're escaping from your world. And we need that. We need that escape more often because I think that is really what gives our brain a break and also helps balance our hormones. There's less cortisol being pumped through us. There's less stimulating blue light in our face. There's less people nagging us, to be honest, like less notifications. So I think these types of practices in terms of like going to see a therapist, like an acupuncturist or a massage therapist, I really, really think there's multiple reasons why it's so beneficial. Okay, number six, sunlight. So I think... There's a lot to be said about this. And I think, yeah, let's dive in. So exposure to sunlight can help balance hormones by regulating the production of melatonin, a hormone that helps regulate sleep-wake cycles. Sunlight can also stimulate the production of vitamin D, which can help support hormonal balance. Melatonin is produced by the pineal gland in the brain and is regulated by exposure to light. Exposure to sunlight during the day can help regulate melatonin production and improve sleep-wake cycles. A study published in the Journal of Biological Rhythms found that exposure to bright light during the day can improve sleep quality and duration in people with insomnia. Vitamin D is produced by the skin when it is exposed to sunlight. Vitamin D is important for hormonal balance because it helps regulate calcium and phosphate levels in the body, which are essential for bone health. A study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism found that vitamin D supplementation improved insulin sensitivity and reduced inflammation in women with PCOS. So I think that is very understood at this point of how important sunlight is. We all know how important vitamin D is. And if you are in places like Canada or anywhere north, like Europe, and you don't get a lot of sunlight, you understand this so much. There's like, there's honestly so much emphasis put on this when you don't have access to it. It is so dark in the winter here in Vancouver in Canada. The sun comes up at like maybe 8.30, I want to say, and goes down at like 4.35 p.m., and then it's raining all day. And so it's really hard to like have such 
great hormonal balance when you're not seeing the sun and you're not getting that vitamin D. So this I think is really, really important. If you do not take, if you are not exposed to sunlight, it's really important to be taking vitamin D as a supplement. Ideally it's vitamin D3 and ideally there has, there's K2 in it, like vitamin K2. When you take vitamin K2 with vitamin D3, it helps with the absorption of it and it has a better like conversion rate in the body essentially. So you'll actually see a lot of tinctures and a lot of supplements now will actually be D3 and K2. I have a few different ones that I take right now because I am on the my preconception stack and prenatals from Needed, which is like the company that I use for that. There is a good amount of vitamin D and vitamin K in that prenatal that I don't necessarily take any more outside of that. However, I'm also like in the summer months now in Canada, and I also don't need as much. However, in the winter and like with my husband, I think it's really important that he gets more vitamin D right now. And so he is taking a tincture, like a, it's like an oil essentially. And I really like this. And actually, um, AG1 has a vitamin D3 supplement that is based in olive oil. I think it's organic olive oil, actually. So if you're looking for anything like that, definitely check that out. And I think there's is vitamin D3 and K2, now that I'm thinking about it, if I picture the bottle, because that's what my husband takes. So definitely, definitely check that out if you're not taking vitamin D. Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle-related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. And last but not least, I left the last one to the to the end, the last one, obviously, the best one to the end. I want to talk about seed cycling. So seed cycling is a natural therapy that involves consuming specific seeds during different phases of the menstrual cycle to help balance hormones. It is based on the idea that certain seeds contain compounds that can support hormone production and regulation. During the first half of the menstrual cycle, which is the follicular phase, it is recommended to consume a mix of flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. Flax seeds contain lignans, 
which can help regulate estrogen levels, while pumpkin seeds contain zinc, which can help support progesterone production. During the second half of the menstrual cycle, the luteal phase, which is after you ovulate, it is recommended to consume a mix of sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. Sesame seeds contain lignans and vitamin E, which can help regulate estrogen levels, while sunflower seeds contain selenium, which can support progesterone production. Research on seed cycling is limited right now, but some studies have shown promising results. A pilot study published in the Journal of Obstetrics <laughs> and Gynecology Canada, I just laugh because sometimes I really cannot pronounce things. Gynecology Canada found that seed cycling improved menstrual re- regularity and reduced PMS symptoms in women with irregular cycles. So I just feel like seed cycling is so underrated. Seed cycling, the idea of seed cycling is actually centuries old. I first heard about it, I think, when I first started to see my naturopath in, oh my gosh, like, I don't, like, I don't know, 14 years ago, let's say, the first naturopath I heard, she recommended seed cycling. And I kind of didn't really follow it, to be honest, but it has a long history. So seed Seed cycling is in Chinese medicine. It's also in Ayurvedic medicine, and it's been around for centuries. And that's why there's so many people who really swear by it. And we're slowly starting to get the research that really supports this idea. If you do want to try seed cycling, I talk about this in my guide, my hormone balancing cycle guide. It's on my website. It's called Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. I talk about this and I give you the recipes and I tell you how to do it. So I'm not going to go through all that right now. Definitely check that out as a resource for you. But I do think that this is something that could be very helpful. What I don't see actually is a, (laughs) a easy way to do this, to be honest. The, like the premise of seed cycling is that every day you grind your seeds and you add them to like your smoothie or your yogurt bowl or on top of a salad or something like that. And I think that's why there hasn't been a company or a business or somebody who has made this such a easy thing for for women to consume. And I don't know, I was looking into this and thinking about different ways to do this. I was kind of thinking that seed cycling chocolate would be fantastic. Um, I have a hormone balancing chocolate recipe on my website, which (laughs) I launched like two weeks ago and has over a thousand downloads already. But anyway, this hormone balancing chocolate, it has a bunch of adaptogens in it. And it's really just for all hormones like and hormones for everybody, men, women, kids, doesn't matter. You can take it. Whereas like seed cycling chocolate would be only for women and And there would be certain ones for the different phases of the cycle. So you'd have chocolate one and chocolate two. The first chocolate, you would have, you know, a piece every single day for the first 14 days. And then the second chocolate you would have from after you ovulate until your period comes essentially. So I would like to kind of see that. And I was thinking about experimenting with that because the thing with seeds is obviously that they're fat-based. So, and chocolate is fat-based as well with cacao and 
like coconut oil is typically how I make it. So the seeds would actually go really well with it. So that's what I'm thinking about lately and just going to actually try make because I feel like if I made a batch of this and I kept it in my fridge and I ate enough so that I was getting the therapeutic amount per day, then I wouldn't have to think about it again. And then I would just make another batch for the next month. And that sounds like a very easy solution in my head. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder what that would look like. So stay tuned. I will probably do that (laughs) and post about it on my Instagram stories if you are interested. So these are seven different ways that you can support your hormones and balancing your hormones, specifically like your sex hormones, right? Like that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the menstrual cycle. We're talking about female hormones and we're not talking about insulin and blood sugar. We're not talking about cortisol and your stress hormones or melatonin as much. We're really talking about estrogen, progesterone, also supporting the thyroid and getting your sex hormones to be in a place where they're balanced so that you have a healthier menstrual cycle and you are set up better for pregnancy or maybe you're in the postpartum phase and or maybe you're in menopause, like all of these different ways because our hormones change so much over our life that it is really important to continuously try to balance them. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode. Let me know what you think. And if you have any ideas about how you balance your hormones, definitely reach out to me on Instagram at biohackingbrittany. I would love to chat. And again, if you want to hear more and you want to know more, definitely check out my hormone balancing guide on my website. There's over 32 recipes in there. It talks about everything you need in order to balance your hormones per phase. So like what you should eat, what supplements you should take, how you should exercise, biohacks, lifestyle, everything per phase in your cycle in order to cycle sync and and live in flow. So definitely check that out and I will catch you next week for another episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.